Do you avoid looking or feeling weak? In this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll explore myths about weakness and reveal the truth as Yah sees it and much more. So get yourself ready to harness your power right now. Beautiful souls, greetings, and welcome to the Grind to Find. Tara Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being, while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our Creator. You know, today I get the feeling that I might be a little bit tongue-tied on you. <laughs> I'm not wishing this upon myself or you as a listener. Sometimes. It's like that. (laughs) And I say that because today is a rainy day. There's a lot of noise in the skies going on behind me. So I don't know, something might strike outside and you hear it in my voice, but uh, hey, it, it just might be like that. But so glad to have you with me today on this fine Friday. Uh, For those of you where this is the first time tuning in, welcome. For those of you who are back with me again, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming back. And today is a wonderful day for you to be in the building because we're going to be talking about weaknesses, but probably not in the way that you're used to. You know, I, I think like a lot of people, don't like to be in spaces where I feel as though I don't have any control and vulnerabilities, weaknesses, things like that, feelings like that can make us kind of withdraw, can make us go in on ourselves, can make us sometimes want to hide instead of being seen. You know, I know there have been times when I wanted to avoid situations that took away my sense of power, took away my sense of strength. That was until, oh yeah, there wasn't until, that was until I came to a space where I started to understand that some of the most uncomfortable spaces within me actually were there to serve a purpose. One that would make me stronger and make me better prepared for my journey forward. Now, for those of you who that statement resonates with, all right, cool. You're really going to enjoy this. For those of you where you like, huh? Terrellyn girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's something here for you as well. But I want to dig into the purpose of weakness. I'm going to talk about some myths as well as some truths. But I also want to talk about some of the disconnects that we have when it comes to weakness. And of course, I'm going to wrap things up by getting into some of the things that can send us off some of the big send-offs that can throw us off course from where it is that we're trying to go within our spiritual journey or just in our life in general and can actually impede our ability to grow beyond some of the spaces that make us feel weak and make us feel vulnerable. So, you know, this conversation without actually giving you some information that can help you be intentional and aware about things that might throw you off course. I don't think the conversation would be as fruitful. So I definitely want to make sure I throw some of that in there as well. So I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to go ahead and glide right into this conversation entitled Weakness, Your Keys to Strength. 
So let's get right into the discussion today, talking about weaknesses. Now, some myths. We're going to begin with the myths first. What are some myths that you probably have heard about weaknesses? Now, for me, these myths I'm pulling and, and I say, I could be wrong. You, you let me know at the end of this, but these myths are some that I've gotten through the course of conversation with different people just in talking about vulnerabilities and weakness. Now, I'm putting vulnerability with weakness because I feel like when we experience things that are outside of the realm of what make us feel comfortable, what make us feel powerful, what make us feel in control, those weaknesses can attach to spaces of vulnerability that we have on the inside. And I liken vulnerability to what my grandmother used to say back in the day. You guys have probably heard this before. Your uh, slip is showing. Back in the day, if you had your dress on or your skirt on and your slip was showing just beneath that hemline of your dress, that was like a bad, that was like your panties showing. That was like your bra showing. It was a huge deal. And so vulnerabilities can sometimes make us ladies feel like our slips are showing. I don't know what the, the what what I would use to describe that for men, but I hope you get where I'm, I'm coming from because you you know, men out there, you represent when it comes to the grind to find. So understand that when I'm having these conversations, I'm definitely not excluding you. And I'll talk a little bit more about how important you guys are going to be in the upcoming season of Terrell and Michelle and Billy Roll Live, but we'll get back to that. So anyway, um, and speaking about these weaknesses and some of the myths that I've heard associated with them. Here's the first one. The first one on the list is that weakness is the ultimate distraction. Hmm. Now, I don't know what you feel about that, but I, I do feel like weakness can cause us, uh, our attention to be diverted from what it is that we're trying to do. Because if you're trying to balance what you're trying to do up against the weakness so much so that you're um, able to hide it or cover it up, yeah, maybe that can be a distraction, but um, I'll say more about that in a little bit. But so myth number one, I see this as a myth and I'll explain why. Weakness being the ultimate distraction. The second one that I've heard is weaknesses are limitations that we accept only when we focus on that weakness. Hmm. Now, what do you think about that? So let me see. This one, when I saw it and I thought about it, weakness as a limitation. Uh, I guess if you feel as though having a space within you that isn't yet refined or isn't a space that's been honed or isn't a space that has um, hasn't been nurtured, I guess that could be seen as a limitation. But again, this is going to be uh, on my list of myths when we're talking about uh, weaknesses. The next one on the list was many of our weaknesses we create. So I'm guessing that for this person, uh, weaknesses can be seen as like the mirage out of the desert. <laughs> you know, just something that because we believe it, then that would make it so. I'm attaching this as a myth and I'll get more into that. And then the last one on the list is weaknesses are something, a myth about a weakness is that a weakness is something that should be buried because feelings are not fact. Okay, so let me just go ahead and say that for this one, I definitely agree that feelings are not fact. I will say that. However, I don't agree that avoidance for anything is necessarily a good thing. But, but here's the thing with the feelings not fact thing. Uh, the thing about that is that there are lots of times, and I know that this has been true for me, where I would react 
to something based on how I feel when the actual circumstance or situation doesn't necessarily warrant the reaction that I'm giving. The feelings are what was in the driver's seat of how I decided to express, respond, react, whatever it was that I was going through. And I'm going to tell you something. If a song that that comes to mind <laughs> when I think about those feelings back in the day, what's a couple of them? I bust the windows out your car. That's one of them. <laughs> it was, I can laugh at these things now, but people, back in the day, how I felt, oh yeah, that was fact for me. But the reality of the situation was because uh, my reaction was emotionally driven, it did not matter to me what the actual situation was and whether or not if I just took a look at the situation outside of how I felt. That would kind of be a barometer for whether I was on a crazy train or not. And usually I was on a crazy train. I mean, yeah, but I digress from that. So I do believe that there are situations where we can be triggered or buttons can be pushed based on issues that we may not have uh, resolved. Sometimes there are issues that we are not even aware of. And it's like once the dust settles and you have a, re a, a moment to reflect, you can say, whoa, clearly there's something going on that I was not connected to because I done leveled the village, the red crosses out here, people's pets done run up trees, the cats and stuff to get away from the single storm or grenade that was me. And that's probably not uh, the type of reaction that I should have had. But at the end of the day, I see this particular one as uh, weaknesses should be buried because feelings are not fact. I definitely see that as one that um, should be on the list of myths. And, and let me just be clear. These things that are on this list, I think, are the perfect representation of carnal responses to um, something within us that weakness or vulnerability you may have some other words that that you would attach to it that we feel it, it's a very physical mindset and way of being which i believe is the reason why these things would be seen as myths but i'm going to get more into that before i do and uh, i want to talk about some of the disconnect that i see when it comes to weaknesses and these things being myths for me now Weaknesses uh, are not seen as necessary mechanisms that, uh, when used appropriately, can help us step beyond our natural abilities and into a realm of supernatural possibilities. What if something that is just making us feel naked, I mean naked like if you walking down the middle of the highway by wherever you live, just literally in your birthday suit with all the cars coming by, you know, you, you, you're not going to get hit by a vehicle. This is just this. I'm a visual person. So I, I like to, to, to use words to paint pictures that maybe you can imagine. But imagine how exposed you would feel if you're in your birthday suit. And you're not in your backyard with your seven, eight foot privacy fence. That ain't what it is. You're walking down the middle of a highway, not in fear for being hit by anything, but where everybody can see all your nakedness they could see your stretch marks they could see all of your your, your whatever your, your goodies is out there for everybody to see imagine being in that situation well sometimes weaknesses vulnerabilities can make us feel that way which is the reason why so many of us avoid 
going to those places because it's like, hey, I've built up this space within my mind, this space within my body, this space within my spirit that allows for me to have a hedge around those open spaces to create a boundary that as long as things are where I say they should be, as long as I have this protective mechanism up, that I don't have to go into a space where I'm not sure how I would react if I were there. I'm not sure that if I allowed myself to go into that space and break down, what would happen? Would I be built back up? Would I just be liquefied to the point where there's no way to move beyond that? Would I even like the person that I saw if I was in that space? But if weakness is a necessary mechanism to get you beyond natural abilities to supernatural possibilities. Would you look at weakness and vulnerability differently then? How about weakness being a necessary resource that can, if we address it properly, lead us to the actual source, which is Yahweh, which is the creator. Now, let me, let me pause right here for a second. You guys have, have heard me on here uh, refer to God as Yahweh. And the reason why I do understand that um, Yahweh is what God's name is in Hebrew. It's actually in the Bible, but we use the trans, the English transliteration, which be Lord and God. And the reason why I refer to God as Yahweh, because I want to be clear about which God I'm referring to. Many different people of many different faiths, many different religions, religious, which I am not, like to use God and Lord. So I'm being specific about who I'm referring to in using Yahweh. I am referring to our creator, the father of the Messiah, the son of God. All right. So that that is the reason why I use that. Not everybody believes in the son of God. And so let, let's just, just be clear that that's what I believe and that's what I'm referring to. So I don't I don't want for anyone to get caught up on my use of Yahweh instead of God and um, thinking that it's something completely and totally different than what's actually going on. But that's like another episode. So I'm not going to even go into that. <laughs> that's enough. Just so I've established some clarity as to what I'm referring to. So anyway, I'm going to take a quick pause right here just to to let things digest, marinate a little bit like I like to do. But when I come back, I want to talk about the truths about weakness, the spiritual side. I shared with you some of the myths and the carnal connotations that uh, I feel when it comes to weakness on this side, but there's always the flip side. And I'll explore that when I come back. Don't move a muscle. Words spoken, how long can I last? 
So much so it's hard to ignore the sense of urgency you make clear to me. Yet still it's hard to see a way beyond the pathway open, free, and laid by the world. In your scripture I am your girl, in your image a mirror of perfection. Then by injection of your son's seed I tell myself he is to play the lead role in my story. I give you glory, second to his soothing voice and magnetic skin. The essence, the scent of him draws me in, creating my sanctuary. It should have been scary how my need for safety, guidance, and peace took me to my knees. My goal was to please his every desire, and the thought of us becoming one set my soul on fire. My thighs ablaze and quivering, shaking 9.6 on the Richter scale, the rippling effect draining until my once rich melanin goes pale. Swiftly, I exhale. The exhaust I huff mingle with the perfect mix of our scents as feeling alive withers with the decline of the climax. 
should I repent? As I lay, I spent those moments with him while wanting you, but later. It's not that your son is greater, but he's here to feed all senses and calm with a touch. I need you both so much, yet I know I have to choose because every time he goes in, when he comes out, he takes pieces of you, leveling your house from my soul to the ground. How profound when I found myself lost in the taste of his abundance. Damn, the redundancy is flying high only to fall flat yet again in him. I knew I could win if only we or I could tweak parts of our fail. We'd soon see victory. It was I, then him, then life, and once that was solid, I came to see what you'd say. But the way I prayed for your direction was by getting split in sections that should have been protected as I waited in stillness for you. So now, I don't know if there's much left I can do. How am I supposed to create that space, that sacred place for you and all this? Please, Lord, hear my prayer while calming my body, my heart. This time, I can't afford to miss. Amen. Yes, yes, there is nothing like God's love or Yahweh's love, like I like to call it. <laughs> and the spoken spotlight piece entitled Not Enough, man, talk about weaknesses. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, we'll leave that right there like that. <laughs> so, so glad you're back to joining me. And um, I'm going to glide right into talking about the flip side of the coin, talking about the truth about weaknesses, the spiritual perspective, but bear with me just a moment before I get into that. I know I've done this a couple times before. I actually don't think I could do it enough. And that is thank each and every one of you who have made the grind defined a part of your uh, list of listening podcasts. It is because of you that I just learned a couple days before taping this episode that the grind defined is in the top 10% of podcasts globally. Right, globally. Now, listen, I didn't even know how to process that, but just for a little perspective, top 10% of 2.8 million plus podcasts that are live. I'm like, wait a minute, hold, 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 hold the phone, hold the phone. Just mind-blowing, insane to me, and that would not be possible if it were not for you guys out there who are faithful listeners. And at the end of the day, I didn't get into this for stats or anything like that. I got into this, um, this podcasting realm because with being a spiritual mindset coach, there's so many different things that run through my mind, so many different experiences that I have when I'm working with clients, so many different uh, ways in which my beliefs and the way in which I lead and teach are challenged, uh, be it uh, speaking engagements that I have, teachings that I have when I'm visiting other folks' platforms, podcasts, things like that. There are so many different ways in which I'm broadened and I needed a space to be able to have those conversations uh, from my perspective, to have the, the conversations in the form of the interviews with some of the amazing people who have visited the Grind to Find, and I've had the privilege to interview, as well as situations, or I'm sorry, episodes, not a situation, but episodes like this one, where I'm actually leaning in a subject and uh, sharing my thoughts and, and teaching what it is that I know and uh, how it is that I'm evolving through my journey, being a, a coach in one aspect, 
helping people to navigate the stories of their life, being a professional ghostwriter in another respect, helping people to bring the story of their life to light for others to be able to experience. And then on this podcast, to share all of those different points of view is just such a blessing. And so then it, it always feels good to know that this that I'm doing means something to people out there like yourselves who tune in and um, in tuning in show support uh, for what it is that I do and more importantly that the content is something that resonates with you. So thank you guys so very much for making the grind to find within the top 10% of podcasts globally. I don't know. I just know that there's more to come. So that's it. That's it. But on to the conversation at hand, the other side of the conversation talking about the truths when it comes to weaknesses. So before I get into the truths, I want to open up with this. Here's a quote that I want to share with you that I think is so very on point for what we're talking about. It says, the world steers you to your strengths. God works through your weaknesses. Human reasoning instructs you to know your limitations and live within them. God says he will do the impossible through you. And that quote is by Henry and Richard Blackaby. I think that's so fitting. And and for a little bit of spiritual context, how about this? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. That's Isaiah chapter 55, verse nine. How appropriate, right? So I think that a lot of the times that spiritual piece is what's missing. I mentioned a while ago, and I will again, I did an episode in um, that was season one that was entitled 8020. I, you would probably benefit by going back to visit that when I talked about that 8020 split, be it that uh, 80% leading in flesh first and only 20% connected to spirit as a default. Us being able to flip the way in which we respond, view, even experience things around us in this particular instance, weakness is so very important because if we're connected to the power of spirit within everything that we do, then the default won't be those myths that we talked about in the first segment. And just as a reminder, uh, things that I call myths, weakness, being the ultimate distraction, uh, weakness, having limitations that we accept when we focus on them. Many of our weaknesses being things that we create and weaknesses uh, should be buried because feelings are not fact. Those to me are myths because we're looking at things from the carnal perspective as opposed to the spiritual perspective. If we're looking at these things from the spiritual perspective, then Weakness is actually a secret sauce that when enacted appropriately, Yahweh uses to elevate us. And what do I mean by this? Well, weakness becomes a distraction for us when we don't defer to Yahweh as the source. Weakness can become a space of limitation where we're not deferring to Yahweh as a source. Weakness can be something that we create because we're not deferring to Yahweh as a source. Weakness can be something that we feel as though we need to bury or hide because if you're feeling as though you need to bury or hide, is that because you feel as though you lack what is necessary to overcome this space of weakness? Well, deferring to Yahweh as the source is a way for us to have weakness work in our favor. See, weakness, when we're, re- when we're addressing it from a spiritual perspective, then 
Weakness is the perfect catalyst that Yahweh will use to help us to move beyond something that we can't do on our own. You know, I think many of us put so much on ourselves. Many of us have this unrealistic expectation for us, our capability within this flesh to supersede that of the creator. There are limits and boundaries that we have within this flesh. But in spirit, we're boundless. There are no limits. There are no bounds. There are no blockades. None of those things exist. But being intentional about tapping into the source, as opposed to us being our own source, that's the key and that's the difference. Weakness challenges us to become dependent on the source, which is Yahweh. And exposed areas of weakness or feeling weak let us know that we are working outside of our normal space of acting and thinking. So instead of weakness being something that's speaking to everything that we uh, are not, or some things that we're not, or some things that we may not be, or some things that we may not be capable of, instead of weakness being a space of the negative, weakness actually is a space of the positive. It's actually a space that when we tap into Yahweh as the source, we can tap into a space that is infinite for ourselves. But it's getting to that space of submission that allows for us to be able to remove our own clutches, <laughs> that control factor, to remove our capability of being the solution and opening ourselves up to that space that I think many of us are not comfortable with. And it's that space of tapping into faith. There's a certain amount of vulnerability that um, we allow when we accept that we're going to tap into the unknown space of faith and with prayer and with connection to that which is greater, to Yahweh. We're going to allow those vulnerable spaces that are wide open to be filled by our creator. Now, just briefly on this space right here, I talked to quite a few people who subscribe to being spiritual. And there's a lot of different meanings of what it means to be a person of spirit. There's a lot of uh, people that speak about the universe. I actually, I had an interview recently where I sat down with someone that was describing their experience with spirit and uh, intuition. This person was speaking of intuition and intuition being something that comes from within, that just comes strictly from the brain. Now, me personally, I believe that intuition, that voice from within is from Yah. That's from the Greek, that, that's from the creator. Many times, uh, well, listen, I've had times where I listened to it and there have been lots of times when I haven't. And I can't remember one time when I didn't listen to it that I was like, girl, you should have listened. <laughs> I can't remember one instance where I didn't regret it. Sometimes more, uh, sometimes some instances I regretted it more than others. It just kind of all depends on how off the rails things went. But anyway, I don't believe that that voice from within comes from any other place other than the creator. Um, she was saying that we and, and God are one. Well, absolutely. I believe that we are one with God, but I don't believe that we are the ultimate source. And that's what I want to make clear in these conversations uh, that, that I have with, with um, the listeners out there. I don't believe that I am my own source. I believe that there is that which is greater than me, which is the creator, which is Yahweh. That is greater. He is greater than I am. We are not equal. I am not the source. And so 
when I'm speaking on these things, I want to make it clear that I believe that it's so important in this spiritual journey, if you're one who's listening, who believe the way that I do, that we allow ourselves to humble ourselves to what it is that our creator wants to be done through us. Oh, I'm sorry. What it is that our creator wants to do through us. There we go. <laughs> if you only listen, if there was a visual representation of all of the things that are going on with my mind right now, because while I'm talking to you, I have uh, a couple different things that are sitting in front of me. I tend to do these things when I'm just just reading and studying. And sometimes I come with a defined space that I want to go to but then I have a million and five things that are going on at the same time. So this is one of those days. You're just going to have to deal with me uh, speaking all over the place sometime. That happens. But that's okay. I'm going to come back just like now. So anyway, <laughs> gliding on to the next part of this is uh, there's so much more I could say about this. But I'll shelve that right now for another episode because there are some other things that I am going to uh, share with you throughout the course of this month. But before I close out with this, I do want to make sure that I mention some of the big send-offs, some things that could throw us off our course when it comes to uh, the goal of allowing weakness to be a way in which we directly connect to Yahweh, a way in which we are opening ourselves up, ourselves up to his marching orders, where we're getting answers about why this space exists and what this space is intended to be used for in our journey forward and in service to others because I believe that each and every one of us have a unique purpose a divine purpose that we're here to fulfill and in order for us to live out that divine assignment there's a space of divine alignment that we have to uh, reach and that connection that we have to make to what we were what we were divinely designed to do, who we were divinely designed to be, and how we're supposed to show up in this world. And so one of the things that I think it's important for us to always be intentional of are uh, the voices that we may hear within our head of the enemy. I think one of the biggest mistakes all of us make is forgetting that an enemy does exist. <laughs> and that enemy is present all the time, looking for opportunity, you know, seeking who he's going to devour, you know, that, that, that's just a part of life. And so that if that enemy were not there and we did not have weakness, we did not have vulnerability, then why ever would we choose that which is greater? Why ever would we choose to turn to and go to Yahweh, right? So the easier way out is always going to be what the enemy's going to offer. Here's when you'll know that you're being sent off from what it is that Yah wants you to do in your life. If there is an option, an alternative option, that's easier than what that voice from within is, is telling you, and easy in the form of instant, instant gratification, um, easy in the form of procrastination, putting things off, easy in the form of a shortcut. These are all indications that you're being sent off by the enemy. Because typically, when Yah is at the forefront of what we're doing, and we're dealing in challenging spaces, like with weakness, like with vulnerability, Yah is going to require of us things that are outside of our comfort zone, things that we feel as though we cannot do alone. And a lot of them we can't do alone. We do need that spiritual support, that spiritual directive and direction. Um, Yah is always going to bring things to us that with our minds, either we did not think of, or if we did think of, we didn't think of as big and as bold 
as what is being presented to us. And so if you ever doubt whether or not this voice, this intuition, this experience that's coming to you, and it's coupled with feelings of weakness, it's coupled with that sense of, vul of a vulnerability. If you ever wondered, is this from the creator? The best way to know is if there's an alternative option that would be something that's easier for you to do than what you're being presented with. And these also come in four really identifiable ways that I have listed here. Now, of course, with as with everything, the things that I'm presenting for this episode are not the end all be all. There are always other options that can go along or other things that you can add to the list that you can think of. But these things are just uh, that I'm going to share with you. These four particular things are just a space uh, for you to begin some thought, some, some deeper thought, and maybe to help you to connect to and identify things that might be trying to, or, or things that the enemy might use to try and throw you off your square, throw you off track, to circumvent your commitment or tapping into the divine as a source for your answer to whatever it is that makes you feel weak or vulnerable. Pride would be number one. Pride is one of those things that is always a derivative of the enemy's presence. Because when we're more focused on our pride, uh, then yes, we can definitely end up being sent off track from what God wants for us. Apathy, that whole, eh, you know, not a big deal. I get to it when I do. That right there, apathy can cause us to just fall back or take a passive stance to a situation where we would need to be active. It's one of the tricks of the enemy that is used so often for some of us, it's, it's just quite common for us to initially feel like there's something that we want to move on, we need to move on, that we're excited to move on, and then all of a sudden it goes from all of this energy to just this chill, hmm, yeah, okay, maybe. Next one on the list is ego. What more do I need to say about that? Ego is always a stumbling block and it's one of the oldest ones, the pride and ego, the oldest ones, even from a biblical standpoint that we see and that we're faced with all the time. But it can be really, really subtle how we can allow our ego to creep into situations and throw us off the pathway that Yah has for us. The last one I have on the list is stubbornness. Sometimes we just want it our way because that's what we're used to, even if our way is a way that we know isn't working for us, that it that feels toxic, that feels limiting, that feels isolating. We can have all of these different things that we can attribute to stubbornness, yet because we're stubborn, we'll stay with it. I think that um, one of the, the more recent situations that was rather uh, sad to me. It was in April of this year, uh, a bodybuilder, the last name was McNeil. I forget his, his first name. I probably should have, well, this just came to mind. I didn't plan to mention him, but he had COVID-19 at one point. And he had, of course, some, uh, he recovered from it rather well. And then he had some residual physical things that they believe were related to him having COVID. One of them being that uh, it caused stress on his heart and made it so that his heart would had gotten to where it was functioning at only a 10% level. And so the doctor was telling him that he needed to, to, to take it light 
but he's a professional bodybuilder and he loved that. Clearly, when you get to that level, uh, beyond loving it, I think that that type of workout and all of that, it can become addictive doing that all the time. So anyway, long story short, he ended up having a heart attack while running on a treadmill and passing away. He was 44 years old. This just happened in April of this year. And the first thing I thought about that, I actually saw a short article, or no, it wasn't an article, it was a short video that he did where he talked about how stubborn he was and some of the things that he needed to, to stop doing and he was working on it. But I thought to myself, anytime your heart gets to 10% function, why in the Lord's name would you be on anybody's treadmill? For any reason that stubborn nature and unfortunately he ended up losing his life and and that's horrible for him but to compound that tragedy a wife lost her husband children lost their father that stubborn nature even if it doesn't kill you immediately like in this in a mr mcneil's situation of jesus i wish i could remember his first name offhand but if you if you google it you'll be able to get the information if you're interested but even if it doesn't you don't lose your life immediately like he did sometimes in being stubborn we lay the foundation for woes to come you know what i'm saying it, it's so important that when we're faced with certain invitations from yah in our life when we get these difficult invitations, these difficult assignments, you feel it radiating in your body. Your brain won't let you forget that an invitation was extended, calling you higher, requiring for you to take on something that you don't think you're capable of handling, that you don't even imagine is in the realm of who you are, what you're supposed to be doing. It's not even on your map at this point because you got other stuff going on that you're thinking about those are the times when not only is Yah able to demonstrate his greatness in your life but he's able to help you to see yourself the way that he sees you because he created you he doesn't make mistakes and everything that he's ever going to ask you to do you have everything that you need exactly where you are right now i don't care what your finances are i don't care what your relationship status is i don't care what your standing is in this world everything that you need if he comes to you you have it it's just having the courage to stand up in that moment in the face of pride in the face of apathy in the face of the ego in the face of stubbornness in the face of anything else that you can add to this list we get to choose whether or not we're going to stand up and trust in the creator and not just our own understanding and do what we're being directed to do and and sometimes it's it's, it's just making the decision to go forward and i don't care what just give your all give your all it doesn't have doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be pretty but change is all about doing something completely and totally different and seeing it through to find out what that outcome is going to be we already know what's going to happen if we don't move because that's what we're living in currently you can expect exactly what you got when you're sitting still but when you decide to move and not on your own terms when you decide to move and it's because of a divine calling and a divine uh, assignment, seeing that through is worth its weight in gold. <laughs> it really is. And the only way for uh, us to find out is to step up, step into it and 
take y'all with us. All right. All right. So that is it <laughs> for content today. If you haven't already, please log on to thegrinddefined.com and click on feed so you can follow me. Hey, we're on every major platform that they that there is. We're officially syndicated. We have been for a while now. So even in um, some local radio stations, you'll be able to check us out. And now that we're in the top 10% of podcasts globally, it's crazy to say that. Man, that's insane. But anyway... <laughs> Now that we're there, you can best believe that you'll be able to find us in even more places to grind to find it, even more places than what you do now. So yeah, I mean, hit me on social media, wherever, uh, what is that? Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, hit me, make sure that you follow me, make sure that you, you, you send me a, a message or a comment and let me know. What are your thoughts about this episode today? I'm always open to some dialogue. I mentioned to you men listening, I told you I was going to say to you earlier, man, sometimes I say I'm going to tell y'all stuff and I don't remember to do it. And that's because I get so excited and I'm never on, first of all, I really don't have a script for this show. I have basic points that I want to, to, um, I want to make sure that I include but I'm not somebody who who does a scripted type of situation. Anybody who's interviewed with me, you know that. You know, it, it works well. But uh, so I'm just happy that I remember to tell you men. Terrell and Michelle and Billy Rowe live. We're on hiatus right now, briefly. We are coming back July 26th, Tuesday, July 26th at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's going to be a panel discussion. Mostly men. Yes, I want you guys to tune in because we're going to be talking about male sexuality. Specifically, um, we're trying to understand why there are so many men out there who want to connect to that special woman. They want that one they can be vulnerable with, that one that they can really and truly share their life with. And they say that that's the space that they're in. Yet they will pursue women who are looking for the same thing and tell that woman that, you know, they both want the same thing and have sex with the woman only to decide later on that they're going to let her know that she wasn't the one. Now, you knew she wasn't the one when you first did that. Yet you do it. And then once you get finished doing it, you like... There are no good women out there. What? I know I said a lot. That's not what that's going to come out. But anyway, <laughs> the title of the show is going to be His Mystery, Her Prize. Yeah. So, hey, put it on your calendar. You're going to want to remember that this is coming up because it's going to be good. And on Terrell and Michelle and Billy Rowe Live, which uh, if you're following the Grind to Find podcast on uh, Facebook or YouTube, then, you, uh, then you'll get an alert for the show uh, and also we allow people to come up and join us live on the virtual stage so that you can uh, have your question or comment uh, there during the show so it's, it's always a good time it's, it's always great conversation we keep it classy you know so it's, it's, it's going to be awesome and I look forward to having you men especially ladies of course you're welcome but I don't think that we listen enough to men I really don't I think that there are too many women running around talking about they study this and that with men and they understand and, and want to speak for men but I don't think we do enough listening to men and allowing them to have their space to share their experience and uh, we sit back and we're curious as opposed to judgmental and that's what I'm excited about with this because the men that we have on this panel there are a couple ladies too but the men that we have on this panel are men who have been through their share of things they've been that guy that some women have a, a bitter taste in their mouth about and you know they've grown beyond that and so they want to share 
some of the male experience, what they think, how they feel about things. And I'm always excited to hear what I love men, you know, everything about them. And I wish I understood them more. I don't think I'm going to leave this any wiser. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm going to be wiser in terms of what they say, but uh, I don't know how much of it um, will resonate with me or will make sense. I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious to find out and I'm excited about the guys that'll be on. So I hope that you men listening will be there and you ladies, girl, come on, because I know you have something to say. We always have, (laughs) we always have something to say. So, uh, you'll have the opportunity to be a part of this conversation to make sure you're reminded again, follow the grind to find podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure that when you subscribe, you click that notification bell. Also, uh, you can join the list at thegrindtofind.com. The email list, you'll be updated there. If you're already on my list for terrellamichelle.com, I do updates there as well. But yeah, that way you can stay in the know. In the meantime, between time, go about your weekend. Just carefree, no worries, enjoying yourself. Because at the end of the day, if in any way, shape, or form you fall short, just remember, you have a source with tons of resources. Your creator, Yahweh, you can tap in at any time you want. No matter what, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings.